Coming to you live from the Mistopheles Studios, it's Dark Fringe Radio. All I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. The disease, and I'm the cure. Hey guys, Will Martinez here with Dark Fringe Radio. Thanks for joining us on another edition of the podcast. And of course, uh, thank you for joining us uh, on our new uh, episode that we have for you this week. And uh, of course, I can't do this without my co-host, Jay Glosey. Jay, what's up, brother? How you doing? Living the dream, baby boy. Living the dream. How you doing? <laughs> very good. Very good. And I just want to thank everybody for tuning in on your number one source of conspiracy theories, paranormal, true crime. So, uh, again, thank you for joining us here on Dark Fringe Radio. Uh, tonight, we actually have a very special episode. Uh, tonight, we're going to be talking about spy gadgets and the Shadow War. And it was a kind of a documentary uh, me and Jay watched. And we want to talk about it because it's uh, a nice kind of... No, not together, but not it was together. a good revisiting of one of my favorite subjects in history, of course, World War II. I know, Mine also. Jay, Jay, you're a history buff. So I know you like, I know that's like, especially wars and shit like that. You love to uh, revisit that stuff and like really get into it. World War II, of course, one of the most dynamic wars of modern history because of all the different players in it, obviously. And um, yeah, uh, I mean, aside from the, aside from the fact that <clears throat> you were, I mean, really, you could you could consider it an extension of that first world war. It was, you it know, was. Um, yeah. yeah, but it was, it was really where modern warfare started. Yeah. I, I, as we're going to dive into this topic, you'll, you'll see kind of the parallels to, um, well, yeah, of, like, of course, of how to, how they diverted a lot of this information, the espionage that was involved, the propaganda that was being placed. All that stuff that was just yeah. instituted. It's got some neat, neat yeah, really by neat the SOE that, uh, and the OSS. I mean, yeah, that's that's what it all started crazy. with SOE. Yeah, and, SOE. yeah, the SOE. And so from there, you know, we'll get into all that information here in a short, but uh, you know, in a short time. But it's a very interesting, uh, you know, take on, you know, the the way information gathering and spy spy. I guess it shows it shows how all. All that clandestine activity actually yeah. really kind of turned the world turned the war. It did uh, in the Allies' favor. Right. Um, a lot of that misinformation. It's really interesting things. Uh, a couple mm-hmm. stories that you're going to hear um, with propaganda and some of the weapons and the tools that they come up with. And yeah, uh, they had some of the biggest innovations that we're only just now starting to catch up with. Uh, and it's it's pretty interesting to see some of the things they did and came up with on the fly. Uh, it's a really cool topic. I'm glad that we we having to come across this documentary uh it should be a really entertaining uh information share absolutely yeah i, I definitely agree with that with you jay 100 
great documentary. And again, um, you know, we're going to get into all that here in a second, but just want to remind everybody how you can listen to the podcast. Very simple. Uh, you can go to our website, darkfringeradio.com, right there at the bottom. Um, uh, the website, uh, you'll have the opportunity to actually watch the episode right there. There's a link at the bottom to our YouTube. Uh, so you actually get to watch the episode. And then at the top, you can actually go there and listen to it. All the different uh, websites that our uh, podcast is uh, available on, which is like Spotify, Stitcher, all those streaming sites, you know, that normally everybody uses iHeartRadio. Uh, we're all there. So all the links are there. The videos at the bottom. There's no reason why you can't enjoy this wonderful show. So again, I want to implore everybody, if you do not go to the website, you can go to YouTube. And of course, just look up Dark Fringe Radio there and uh, subscribe to our channel. And you can watch the episodes right there. So because we record these every week. So of course, go to our YouTube, make sure you subscribe, uh, leave us a comment. We really appreciate it. And uh, make sure you check us out there too as well. So um, that's it for that. And I just want to remind again, everybody, the social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just look up Dark Fringe Radio. So I just want to throw that in there as well. So um, that's it for the intro, Jay. Um, I really don't have anything for uh, the As the World Burns. There's some topics that I kind of want to bring up, but they're so kind of hot topic. Like they kind of almost deserve their own episode. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. There's, it's we're living in a very divisive time, William. We're, we're living (laughs) in the second coming of the 60s, if you will. I think so too, man. There is a, um, you know, how they say history beats itself. And yeah, um, especially when you don't pay attention to it. Yeah. Um, and they say, you know, obviously you can learn from that. So hopefully we can learn from our recent history. And um, <laughs> let's, yeah, that's, that's... <laughs> no, there's no way. Hey, man, I'm trying. I'm hoping, man. Come on. I'm trying to throw some positivity out there in the air. Hoping, oh, I'm positive. Uh, oh, me too. I'm, I'm positive it'll happen. <laughs> Jay, the realist, of course. You know, I mean, always. Yeah. Always. always. Well, um, that's uh, it for the intro. Jay, let's get into What the F Florida Man. What and of F course, Florida this man. is a segment, Jay, that uh, you kind of handle on your own and scour yeah. the internet uh, for hours and hours at a time. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Probably takes you a few minutes to find an article that's based out of Florida uh, yeah. that uh, you know, uh, highlights so- some of the folk that live here. A Florida man. A Florida man. A Florida man. Now to the town of Sefner, Florida, near Tampa, where last night the earth opened up as it does increasingly, and this time it swallowed a 37-year-old man as he slept in his home. A man accused of destroying a liquor store in Okaloosa County told police he was in Alice in Wonderland. Matthew Horace Jones also said a caterpillar smoking a hookah told him to do it. A man calls 911 while Collier County Sheriff's deputies are chasing him, and he says... Donald Trump, our president, is his personal friend, a close one at that. A Lake Worth man is uh, not too happy. He's accused of getting violent when waiters at a restaurant told him they weren't giving away free pizza. Covering Florida this morning, a Key West man is behind bars. Investigators say he was caught with a large amount of cocaine hidden in this Cookie Monster doll. Holy shit, man. So, uh... Speaking about being realist, let me go ahead and let everybody have a little peek behind the curtain, if you will. A mm. uh, little, little, little the veil. point of Oz. Okay. Uh, here's what happens. Uh, usually a day or two before we're going to record, <laughs> I will text Will, yo. Will will respond always with a yo. Yeah. <laughs> I say, are we recording? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool. What's topic? So whatever. And then that's usually all we speak about it. 
Yeah. And about five Unless minutes. Unless it's an interview the- that's, you know, pre. Right. If you it's know, an interview, we've talked more than that. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, more I, elaborate. Yes. Yes. We usually when we if we're going to be interviewing somebody, we go over their full background and correct. We kind of agree on what. That's a different animal. But yes, on a normal basis, what you're talking about is correct. General episodic action on Dark Fringe. Right. William, I text Will Yo. He texts me back. (laughs) I ask topic. He tells me. And that is generally the last I think of it until about five minutes before I go on and go, oh, shit, I need it with the Florida man. I then (laughs) type in. Yeah. Google Florida man headlines mm. and generally the very first thing come up is the newest one and yeah, that's the yeah. and, and there's usually more than happen. more than what four or five new like stories every time always. you go there always always I almost right? never see the same story twice no I'm sure you haven't I'm sure you haven't so I'm, one, I'm curious what do you have for us this week for what that Florida man Florida man accused of brutally pummeling an iguana to death said he was defending himself. Man mm-hmm. claims to stand your ground defense and killing of iguana. <laughs> so, um, Jay, I actually saw the headlines for this, but yeah. I did not go into the story because I was like, this story sounds like craziness to me. So I was like, you know what? Well, I didn't have the time to get into it. You know what I mean? So I knew I, I saw it for what it was from the outside. And I was like, you know what? Good for man. The time to dedicate to this right now. So it's like you know, exit stage left, but that's an interesting story. So supposedly the iguana was attacking him. Is that uh, what his claim is? That's what his claim is. Right. Uh, although, you know, the iguana is too dead to argue. I'm just saying. Right. <laughs> Who's going to speak for the iguana? Maybe right. Maybe the iguana was just there minding his own business. Homeboy was poking him with a stick. Could be. You never know. Never know. But you know who won't get to tell a side of the story? The iguana. The iguana that was pummeled to death. Oh, yeah. So PJ Nilajah Patterson. Wow. N-I-L-A-J-A. Nilajah? Yeah, something like that. Pretty close. Yeah. I hope. Got to hope. Give it to you. 43. Try to use the Sunshine State Stand Your Ground Law uh, to get out of animal cruelty charges that could put him behind bars for five years. Wow. Um, the judge denied his his plea for on on the ground, but all that's known is uh, the man was pummeling the iguana when the police came up on him. He said it attacked him first, but um, they believe he went a bit overboard and uh, to the level of cruelty. Yeah, listen, um, it's an issue in all of the state of Florida. Uh, for it, those that don't know. Um, uh, Florida is a breeding ground of um, <laughs> of endangered uh, an species from other lands that are they're not even native to our lands. Um, for instance, um, what we're talking about here, you know, we have to wor- worry about so many things in this state as far as the species are concerned. Yep, it, it's it's really crazy. I mean, we really Jay, we grew up what. In the 90s and the 80s in Florida here. Um, did you ever remember seeing iguanas when we were growing up? Not like to see them now, dude. No, I mean, Not you like rarely see would see I, I an iguana back was, in the day. It was You'd see a couple of them. Right. But it was always like a big deal. Right. Uh, and now, if, you, if you're if you on the intercoastal, oh, yeah. going up and down in your yeah. boat, 
They're yep. under every single bridge. Yep. We get a cold snap and you hear these stories about iguana falling out of trees. Falling out of the trees, yeah, because they get I had frozen. A neighbor right. At the last place I lived at. Yeah. Uh, no lie. We had this beautiful little lake right right behind where I lived. Right. And there were iguana out there four or five feet long, man. There's some big Jeez. ass lizards. Those are dinosaurs. Seriously. Yeah. And this guy would catch them and sell the meat. Really? He said iguana meat. He was charging um, what most people would charge for a New York strip. Really? And he wow. said the little of the iguana, the more tender the meat. That's so crazy. Right? I That's thought it was insane because I saw him. He held one up one day by its tail and was dead. And it, it, seriously, again, no lie. Right. Yeah. Things get three feet long. Right. And I was like, and I thought it was his pet. I said, oh, shit, did your, your, your pet iguana die? He goes, no. He goes, I catch him, I sell the meat. He goes, I catch him right here. I was like, wow. Oh, so we're showing <laughs> me today's catch. Yeah. Got it. Wow. Yeah. How about, yeah, only in Florida. Only in Florida. Again, that's shit that you can only find here. Again, we have so many endangered species. We have the python down here, um, which is not obviously native to Florida at all whatsoever. Uh, it's more uh, native to Asia. Um, not yeah. definitely here at all whatsoever. But, but of course, swamps. people, yeah, of course, people bring them over here as pets and they can't take care of them. So what they do is they release them to the wild and then they reproduce and then they explode because, you know, snakes, you know, they can give off like 60 eggs every time they reproduce. So that's a lot of fucking snakes. So again, it's impossible. there's nothing we can do about it. No, of course. You gotta, it just, you gotta just, there's like a always kill them order. Yeah. It's like an eradication type of kind yep. of deal. And, you know, it's crazy because they're killing the ecosystem down here in Florida. Um, yep. You know, they're killing alligators. Alligators. Uh, yeah. I mean, to the point where they're actually ingesting them. You know what I mean? It's crazy. So yeah, it's 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 an epidemic. You know, you have a lot of shit happening here in Florida with the uh, you know invasive species of everything, even fish. There's the the um, snakehead fish that's not even native of here that looks like a snake. It has like a snake looking head on the, on the end of a fish, and uh, it's super like aggressive. It fucks up all the other fish that are in the lakes, and of course they they got here because of people taking them as pets, then releasing them into lakes and canals and shit like that. And then people suck. People suck, of course. So, anyways, well, listen, uh, great story for what the f, Florida man. Uh, geez, man, I mean, wow, yeah. Again, I'm not surprised. Definitely not surprised. Where did this happen, Jay, in Florida? No, it doesn't. It doesn't say. It, no, it that's cool. Simply... I was trying to just get a mental, you know, image of where in Florida, you know, I'm because it's Florida is a weird state. Like, if you go anywhere uh, north of Orlando. Uh, it's a it's completely a different, different state. state. Yeah. <laughs> and then from Orlando to like West Palm is like a completely different state. And then West Palm South all the way down to Miami is all the way. If you uh, go from Boca to Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Or even Miami. All that's different. Yeah. And then Miami. Well, Miami is a whole different country. Yeah, definitely. I had an argument once with someone over that that very that very point. Miami it's its own thing. Yeah, I'll give I'll give you that. Yeah, it is. It yeah. De- yeah, it definitely belongs in its own category. Yeah, I went down there for because then after that's Key West, and Key West is and completely whole, different than Miami. You, yeah. You're changing the whole mood completely from oh, yeah from Miami to Key West. Key yeah. West is like slow it down to like 15 miles an hour, buddy. We're taking well, it, we're taking it yeah. slow and you know taking it easy. Key West uh, is a little more. You think so? Uh, yes. I don't think so. I think Key West is a little bit more slower than Miami. 
Miami's crazy. It's just always upbeat. Oh, no, 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 no. Pacing of life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, more my point is that Key West is full of more of the homosexual. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's... That was the point. There's a much, much oh, yeah. more, yeah. much more alternative love style. Absolutely. Life Absolutely. Down in Key West, which that's is actually great. A, I'd, I, that's the know. first time I've ever seen a man in a thong. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> West Palm, West Palm for me. <laughs> no, it, was, it wasn't West Palm for me. It was fucking Key West. But hey, listen. Yeah, no, because that's where you're. That's expected, William. That is expected. That's, you're right. You went to Key West and you got the Key West experience. Also, I, I saw 350. That was ten minutes north of my house. I also saw a 350 pound woman in a fishnet dress with nothing else under it. Yeah, didn't we have her for tenth grade biology? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was yeah, pretty right. bad, bro. It was I'm bad. But, oh, geez. But anyways, uh, thanks, Jay, for that. What the F, Florida, man. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, thanks very much. And, uh, of course, that brings us to uh, our, next, our, excuse me, our next topic, uh, which is spy gadgets in the, of course, Shadow War. Shadow War. Yes. So we'll be getting into that here in a second. So don't go anywhere. Hi, uh, my name is Todd Neese, and for the past 28 years plus, I've been a Bigfoot researcher, initially a Bigfoot eyewitness, and and that's what got me into it. Looking forward to working with the show, and thank you for tuning in to Dark Fringe Radio. There's over! Ladies and germs, it's showtime! Hey guys, welcome back to Dark Fringe Radio. I am your host, of course, Will Martinez with uh, Jay Glossy Jay. Uh, tonight we are going to be talking about spy gadgets, of course, in the Shadow War. Um, Jay, this was a documentary that you put me on to um, yeah. a couple weeks ago, and we discussed it. And uh, you know, we, we said, "Hey, listen, I think this might be enough material here for an episode for the podcast." And um, you know, uh, you know, I watched the. Uh, documentary it was really interesting because as you are and myself are you know we're history buffs we love history mm-hmm. we love you know of course wars you know looking back into the wars you know of course they were not obviously great times but we like looking back into the history of it and you know what caused it what you know could have prevented it and things like that what were the players and you know who were the key factors and yep. what you know what transpired during that time um and of course world war ii is one of the most prolific ones that, um, you know, people like ourselves, you know, get into because number one, it wasn't that long ago. We're talking about the 1940s and late 1930s. Um, You know, we're not talking that long ago. We're talking maybe about what a hundred, no, not even we're talking about 90 years ago. So yeah, you're you're talking a war that I have, uh, I have a flag in my closet. That was my grandfather's flag. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have his world war two stripes. Right. I mean, we're not that far removed. No, two generations. Really, I mean, that's as close as anybody has actually come to. I mean, there's been a lot of terrible, tragic things, tragic things that have happened in this world. But when you're talking about major superpowers having to cut, literally to save the world, I mean, we watch right. these movies, and 
it seems far based, but that's really what it was like back then. It was they were out there to save the world. Yeah, it's hard because you know we live in a world now that things are so different. You know, um, information travels within seconds. Let's, for instance, like the Jake Paul fight with against Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather, you would know that who were the, was the winner of that fight. Uh, you know, within no seconds one. of the the fight finishing. You know, back then. You wouldn't know until the paper posted it, and God knows how long that would take. Um, you know, so you know, it's we live in a world now where it's hard for us to kind of like understand how things were back then too. Yeah. Uh, but it was such a great documentary, Jay, because you know um, it really got into the background of how uh, the espionage propaganda aspect part of you know the war, as far as tactics are concerned uh, well, really played into a lot of this stuff yeah and what i found interesting is is there was espionage before world war ii but it was world war low-key stuff though it, yeah exactly it, right. none of it was it wasn't it no was, high-end bullshit like <laughs> like some of it, these guys it, were doing right, right. It, it was minimal at best you know world war one and this is this is what what they say in the documentary that i found so interesting that kind of caught me right off the bat Mm -hmm. uh world war ii everybody that was fighting in it all the generals a lot of the higher-ups were all holdovers from world war one they'd all fought in world war one in trench warfare and nobody wanted to fight a trench warfare no so that kind of really led to it's archaic yeah um, like that trench warfare was so archaic, you know, it was almost just like, you know, what they did at the Battle of Waterloo, where they would just, you know, walk, you know, stand there. yeah, just stand there and fucking there, shoot, and shoot at each other. You know what I mean? Might as well just do that. You know, I mean, Which it was so real. asinine well, that we actually even did that back then. Yeah, but. I was just going to say, really, at no point did, did no one go. Um, <laughs> no cover. Hey, hey, guys. Hey, um, you might want to hide behind a tree. I don't mind shooting. I don't mind shooting at them. Right. Can I do like? Can I hide? Can I stand right. behind the tree and like? Yeah, yeah. Rise. Like fuck me, really? You're gonna have right? me standing here in a row with everybody shoulder to shoulder, no cover whatsoever, not a tree in sight, in the middle of a fucking sight. field, and there's cannons. And not only that, there's cannons pointing at us. So not only we're we getting shot, there's cannonballs coming at us. I mean, just the, the thought of that, Jay, just makes no fucking sense, right? No, no. No, uh, and I think uh, I think you start to see come World War II, technology is finally catching up. Yeah, uh, you know you have aircraft, so you have more planes, mm-hmm. um, aircraft carriers. Yeah, start to become the big, uh, the the main focus of the of the fleets of the navies. I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up, Jay, because one of the um, topics of this documentary was the communication between people on the ground and aircrafts that were coming in. So and that was a big thing because at the time there was really no way to translate or transfer information back and forth so quickly between somebody on the ground and somebody in an airplane. But, uh, you know, there was something that was developed. Um, I do not recall the name of it and forgive me, uh, but it was basically a person holding up an antenna uh, and an aircraft coming in and then him pointing the antenna and then giving, relaying this information over to the aircraft and that that would be the only way the aircraft could get that information is if he was pointing his antenna towards it as it was coming in. So that's, that is correct. I don't remember what that was called either. Yeah. Um, 
what I found interesting about that was as they're talking, they're saying that they, they only rated it for about um, for like a 500 foot radius. Right. So you had to have the aircraft flying pretty low. Yeah. Um, but they, they said that in, in actual usage, uh, those numbers were, they end up being way more than, so they actually had, they had no problems. It became actually so overflooded that they had to have specific times. Mm-hmm. And you can only have a certain amount of time a day. Like you're only allowed to send so many messages that added to so many, so many minutes. Um, because and not only so that, Jay, other- let me, let me jump in real quick. Ahead, Jay, if you don't mind. No, but please. they also on, on purpose, intentionally, they would in the first sentence of each transmission would miss a word on purpose as a safety check, as a safety check. So that way, we knew on the other side that everything was a okay because if they didn't do that, then we knew that there was a problem. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I was yeah. Just... You talk about some pretty interesting stuff. Yeah. You know, to, to hear that we had, we were starting to already work on communication that was wireless based. Yep. It was while something was in motion. Mm-hmm. And we're talking, I think it was like a B 24 Liberator they had uh, these right. communication things on. Those planes, those are big, fast-moving planes. Oh, yeah. Those things are like, yeah, yeah. You know, so you're talking. To get a handle have, on a plane like that would be almost impossible. It, it, I mean, to really equate it per technologies, right? it would be like you or I. It would be like, I'm going to be in the SR-71, <laughs> you know, uh, jet. Right. And you're going to be on the ground, and you're going to be trying to hit me Clock here in the cockpit. Yeah. With a laser pointer. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's what they did. Right. Yeah. I mean, but they actually did it. That's a great analogy. No, definitely. I mean, it's so crazy, though, that they were able to uh, develop all this wireless technology, like you were saying, Jay. I mean, um, another part of this whole thing, this whole, uh, you know, documentary was, um, you know, communication, of course. Um, How do you communicate information without the enemy seeing you or hearing you? And like you were saying, the wireless communication, I mean, um, even in World War II, they were having things that looked like, you know, um, you know, luggage that um, was able to transmit things through Morse code. Um, you know, it would look like a piece of luggage, but it was actually a fucking transmitter that fucking yep. sent, you know, messages, you know, via Morse code. And of course, that was fucking instrumental. I mean, yeah, you'd be able to go somewhere like, hey, listen, I got some information, Jay, and I'm going to go to the hotel and I'm going to go fucking transfer this information. You know, uh, you know, at the 1950s, that was like, holy shit. Although, you want to talk talk about a generation of men. Right. Right. So the guys that were spies, I mean, there were some tough dudes. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. But we're not talking. They're like the jarheads and shit like that. Right. You know, that thing was not light. Oh, no. That was just they were going to carry around all day. Oh, yeah. That thing was probably like 70, 80 pounds (laughs) at least. Right. Oh yeah, it's like carrying on a fucking typewriter. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know, so it, it, it's it's amazing that even though that we were limited to, of course, the size, and you know, we were hampered by the limitations of our technology at that time. Yeah. You know, that we weren't able to minimize things at a you know like we are now. You know, for instance, you know, if you wanted to get like a a megabyte of memory in 1980, you would have to have like a fucking 
a machine. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now <laughs> you can get a gigabyte <laughs> in your phone, no problem. You know, something like this. Exactly. Right. Exactly. No problem. Cost, so, cost like two two bucks a month. Exactly. So yeah, it's I mean, you're talking about you're talking about completely different uh, you know, levels of technologies, but that's yeah. those those these things that they used for espionage purposes, right. um, that has led us to a lot of the technology that we have today. No, absolutely. You know, a, lot, a lot of things that you, you've seen here of, um, there were a couple, there was one, uh, I found unbelievably interesting, uh, and the uses of it was the, uh, the Davy Jones's locker. Do you remember that I'm talking yeah. about this? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So you have, uh, yeah. they, they developed these crates, Right. Where you could adjust the ballast, right? <laughs> so Bo would go out, drop it. Right. It sinks. As the operative come by, he can swim down. He can turn a valve. It floats. He gets out whatever equipment he needs, return the valve, and it resinks. Right. I mean, you talk about that's ingenious. They could do it six to 10 times per mission. It's amazing. I mean, how, like, that could change the course of a war easily you know what i mean that's and that's what we're talking about here tonight you know how these you know different um you know gadgets and 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 pieces of of uh you know technology have really changed um what you know what we're dealing with here now jay and you know again you know we talk about the the morse code and uh you know in the luggage you know we also talk about all these other things that have been developed you know jay especially like with you know, uh, the technology with, you know, spy planes and being able to tap into information and get information. You know, that's another thing, getting the information, you know, know, obviously sending out information to amongst ourselves to spread the, 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 the positive stuff was important, but also, you know, getting the information too. And and not only that, the propaganda part was a big part too. Now it was pretty, that was pretty interesting. Right there, towards yeah. the end, yeah. they would, they would. You heard them talk about how they would put them in artillery shells. Yes. Not only that, they would come out with like pieces of propaganda in Japanese, where yeah. they would come out and saying like, you know, it's okay to surrender. And yeah, and there was like detractors, and of course they would fight for us. You know what I mean? How so about, how about the German guy? Yeah. They fired off the the artillery shell. Right. Guy gets a pamphlet. Right. Um shows up an hour later with the pamphlet he's like this uh, this told me gives away information to these mortar positions that they've been trying to get past for days they had lost a hundred men right one pamphlet one pamphlet one journey i mean you talk about again that's what like they say what's mightier the pen or the sword right i in this case definitely the pen i mean yeah and how powerful of a propaganda message do you have to put out there for that i mean that's and it hit at that right time. But yeah. that's the thing. That's what propaganda is. It's learning how to put out disinformation at correct moments in time or pivotal points in time to make the highest effect possible to yeah. you know in your favor, of course. And yeah. you know, yeah, it's it's so interesting that they were able to do that, you know, spread stuff like that. So that way that even the enemy would turn against themselves. It was such an ingenious thing, but of course, you know, we didn't think of it. The Germans thought of it first. And, you know, again, just a, another piece of the puzzle of like, man, this was such an ingenious way of, you know. But the Germans only used it in-house. True, true. The SOE 
they used it across the line. I mean, uh, and let's get into the SOB. For instance, uh, just to give everybody a little bit of background, SOB. Oh, SO, was, yeah, was, the SOB is intense. Go ahead, William. It's basically what, like, I would say the CIA of the, the original CIA, right? It, it is of both, espionage. It is, it is the, the father of the CIA right. and the mother of Al Qaeda. There you go. So there you go. I mean, it, it basically taught you every aspect of espionage and how to gather information, how to use that information against the enemy. And how to perpetrate that information back to your people. And again, um, yeah, I, it's something that we, I think we perfected over time. And Jay, you know, I, I hate to say it, we, it, I think they still use it to this day. I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, no, 100%. 100%, yeah, yeah. right? It, they, just, they just have much, you know, with technology being what it is, you know, it's like that. It's like that meme, right? You see the woman in the 50s yeah. on the phone talking to a friend. She's like, we probably shouldn't talk because the government's <laughs> listening. And then you have a woman today and she's like, hey, yeah. CIA listening device. What's yeah. a good recipe for pancakes? Right. I mean, and that's <laughs> right. that's really what's what it is. In yeah. the 50s, you know, right. you, you had what Eisenhower went on about the whole industrial military complex. complex. And, and that was how a, it was a bad thing we should be stopping it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here you are, here we are today, and we're like, yeah, government, go all through my shit, please tag me, please. Um, as long as I still get my Amazon Prime. <laughs> That's right. As long as I get life. my Amazon Prime, is that right? Prime and, is life. And my Netflix is okay, right? Netflix has got to be. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't Netflix and chill without Netflix. Then it's just chill. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it was really an interesting um, episode, Jay, because, again, it gets into so many aspects of, you know, espionage and what people did. What back was, uh, what was the gadget? I'm going to tell um, you right now. What was the gadget that, that interested and surprised you the most that they did? They it was that one where they fucking had the guy sit outside and like this thing you know what y'all talking about look look where the aircraft the plane would swing by and pick them and up just fucking suck them like that and i'm like that cannot be good first oh. off the guy's gonna get whiplash probably break his neck number one Seriously. i mean it was like the most brutal way to extract somebody ever it even says in it, it's not for the faint of heart yeah no, no shit. of course it's not for it's not for anybody that has a heart because your heart's gonna explode how about That's that fine yeah, I mean, you're literally sitting at a fucking... In a little metal pod. In a pod, in a standing position, and all of a sudden, this hook comes and yanks you out of the fucking <laughs> sky like a fucking rocket. And you move from zero to fucking 60 in probably like a half a second. And you can't tell me that can be safe. I mean, come on. Those, those planes, on average, were flying about 300 miles an hour. Right, Yeah. So yeah. you got a dude laying yeah. in a little metal pod, even if he's all strapped up nice and right. tight and cozy. Yeah. That thing hits him at 300 miles an hour. I don't Holy care what you're shit. Right. No, it's going to fuck you up. Yeah. It's going to yeah. push yeah. your lungs out through your butthole. Yeah. It's good. Oh. So, yeah, that was the one thing that um, was probably the most wacky thing that I saw. The one thing that I was impressed with was with the Woolworth gun. Did you see that? It was like a cheap, the cheap gun that they made. It was like less than like 50 bucks for that time. And it shot like six to 10 rounds. And it was like, it looked like a nothing piece of fucking metal, but it shot. It could double as a bike pump. 
Yeah, it could double as a bike pump, right? And it, I mean, it didn't look like anything, but it was it had silencer yeah. and everything. It yep. was just it was a like a perfect throwaway gun at that time. But then again, you know, you only had six to ten shots. You know, uh, it, it's just amazing shit that they had back then. But six, six, they also said it was accurate within thirty yards. Which thirty yards, time, right? Exactly. Which is that's all that's perfect quality. All that's not bad at all. No, no. I mean, you're within ten yards with somebody at that point anyway. You know what I mean? If you're going to shoot them. So I think you know. my favorite. Yeah. Which was, was your favorite? Fi- was the Firefly. Oh, which one was that put, one? They would put a pound of, uh, of, or they would put some rubber explosive or plastic explosive, excuse me, uh-huh. with uh, a, a temperature agent. Okay. And they would tie it up inside of a condom. Oh, yeah. That's all that. the infantry men had condoms. You could yeah. Put them where you needed. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. they would wrap it up, drop in the tank, and then. When the gas got hot enough is when it exploded. (laughs) Could you imagine? What a great fucking... Here you are, are, this Nazi driving a deuce and a half. Yeah, it's good. It's good day, yeah. I've got the blonde hair and the blue eyes, and I'm Mr. Goods, and boom! Fuck you, fraud. Yeah, yeah. That was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, I like that one. That and the, um, the anonymator. So the one where they would take the same thing, they would take like two two pounds of plastic explosive and they would put just a barometer on it. Right. And they would put in a plane, like in the wheel well of a plane. Right. And once it got to 1500 feet, boom, boom. they said it, it was a hundred percent effective every time it killed, it destroyed the equipment and killed the crew. That's crazy. What? That's crazy. A hundred percent of the time. Hey, you know what? There was another one like that. It was uh, for the boats and the submarines where they would put like C4 and some casing that had like claws the limit, that the limit had, line. Yeah, the exactly the, the limit line. It was yeah. a wedge design. Right. Right. So it would use the water's non-compressibility. So it blew forward. Right. And it would, they were saying that you could take two pounds, right? And it would make a 25 foot hole. Oh, could you imagine, Jay? Two so, pounds. That's nothing. So when make- I go to the keys and I go fishing on my buddy's boat. Yeah. It's a 24-foot boat. And I'm right. always standing there going, this is a good-sized boat for right. four people to be on and be comfortable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was the size of the of the hole. hole. Yeah. And you know that motherfucker is going down right after that at that point. There's, there's yeah, there's, there's nothing that's going to stop it at that point. Yeah, it was just so many different things that they had back then, Jay. It's amazing. How about that, um, that uh, oil they, they designed to put the motors – that when it so what it was, it was um cashew it was cashew nuts right and uh actually wait, wait wait so what did they call them they called them yeah I got notes fuck off they called them cackle loop um, it was cashews nutshells and oil and it would get placed in the motor yep. and it would just wreak havoc the shells of these things would just bounce all over the place get and it would just destroy it's like angry the birds inside the engine. Yeah, no, that's exactly what's going on in there, man. That's Seriously. so crazy, man. It's so Seriously. crazy that we, you know, we were able to, and that's why I think you know World War II is like one of the more interesting wars because that's where you know a lot of things got introduced. Of course, you know, of course, we had to do nuclear part of it, which was the horrible part of it, and you know, it sucked that we had to do that. Um, was it though? I know, but again, it, it was. I mean, yeah, you can debate yeah. that. You can it debate it again it. at the end of the day. It was a horrible thing, right? It, it sucks that we dropped it. But if right. we didn't drop it, right? How many more people were gonna? Who knows what happened? 
Japan, Japan had said that they were not going to give up. They were going to fight to the very last human being until we dropped those two bombs. We dropped those two bombs, and they went, oh, wait. Nagasaki here. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, all right. No, they're, 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 they're playing on sinking the island. It's not just – it's our entire culture they'll get rid of. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I wish we could have gotten to a much more peaceful ending without having to do that. Um, but Japan was trying to pick a fight with America from before, uh, Nazi Germany got into it. And I don't think Hitler had any designs or give a fuck about us at all. You don't uh, think his whole focus that? was, he wanted Russia. I think he, he did. Was, I think he did give a fuck because I think he had an affinity to Western culture at the same time. Well, what Much I think like, he was, you know, Saddam Hussein had like this weird affinity for Western culture. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm not saying I don't think he had designs on America. I don't think yeah. his, I think his focus. Was I mean, he traveled here too. Hey, well, he did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He did. And, and he, he appreciated the meritocracy. Yeah. Um, which says a lot about our society, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, he, I mean, he, again. He didn't I, even want to fight. I don't even think he wanted to. He didn't want to invade Britain. He he really thought they would be like, oh, no, you guys need to park your tanks here while you go take over Russia. All right, cool, no problem. We'll, we'll wait. Because uh, that's basically what he did in, in, um, in France. He walked right through there. He put everybody back in, in, in place. He said, no, y'all fucking do your jobs. We're just going to own shit. Right. Yeah. Um, now, yeah, the Nazis were assholes. And, and they did a lot of nasty, nasty things. They were all war criminals. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. what I'm saying is I don't think Hitler... Hitler kind of expected Russia to be the only problem he was going to have during World War II. I think he was going to let Japan beat up on America, and then he would get done with Russia, and then the two of them, I believe, was the plan. Uh, but see what had happened was mm. Britain didn't give up, and America went, wait, whoa, whoa, wait. Whoa, you got a thing called D-Day. <laughs> wait, bro. Yeah. Wait, wait. You, yeah. you don't know how we fight. Right. <laughs> you don't know yeah. how we do. Yeah. Yeah. No, Washington didn't stand in a row either. That motherfucker uh, hit you. We, from the we had a thing called D Day, and we we changed a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. But D Day, D Day would not have been anywhere near as successful if it wasn't for the espionage. A oh, lot no, of times, of what happened is, of course, their not. agents would get there ahead of time, round up small villagers or refugees from that invaded and and now uh, taken over territory. And they would turn them into agents, and they could teach anybody how to be, how to be a double agent, how to how to how to do the the espionage game. How about that part where they talked about that one general? I think his name was William Fine something, and he they talked about the the method how he used knives, fur um, exactly, and uh, you know his whole way of using. How did you get through school without having me right next to you in class? I don't know. I you know I have a very short. A memory span for names like i can associate names with faces and when i don't see a face i can't associate a name with it so oh because they had the mask on him yes exactly he had the mask had on, the mask his on. His fucking face yeah but by the way when you see this guy in the thing he has a mask on because they didn't want to show his face or they wanted to show the him, stupidest know. lone ranger mask ever <laughs> it did look stupid didn't it but, but hey listen that's what they had to do back then hey, you know what i mean clark clark kent could go from being you know yeah, Clark Kent to fucking Superman pretty quick, right? Clark Kent, <laughs> Superman. Wait, there you go, there you go, there you go. 
Clark Kent. Yeah. Superman. Superman. <laughs> there you go, brother. <laughs> of transformation. There you go. But yeah, I, I thought I, all that stuff was so like interesting yeah, it, because they talked about great. how he developed the method of, you know, using like that uh, that bayonet thing where you use like the piano wire and you choke out people from behind. Garot. Yeah. I mean, like, the come that's so crazy, right? Like that would be an awful way to go, bro. God, bad. Because you can do it. Someone. You're fucked at that point. As the garage is already your neck, cutting your skin. It's already cutting into you. Right. And he puts his knee in your back to throw you off bounce. Exactly. Well, I mean, come on. We're also talking about a guy that ended every single lecture with kick him in the nuts. Right. Kick him in the nuts. Exactly. That's how he ended. Yeah. He goes, every if anything else fails, it's like at the end of the thing, you just kick him in the nuts. Kick him in the nuts. Right. Yeah. I would yeah. not have wanted to fight that guy. Amazing. That guy looked like he was fucking mean as hell. Oh, he would have took your eye out. He would have fish hooked your eye out of your side. That's everything you saw. He was just going after your eyes. Yeah. Kicking you in the nuts. He fired live rounds. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, that the it, it was crazy how that you know organization ended up being the OSS, and the OSS was just basically another branch off of you know the same thing. Yeah. Um, and, and it all ended when, you know, World War II ended. But, of course, you know, different branches of it still existed to this day. And, uh, you know, we still see, you know, glimpses of it. Um, and even right now uh, with the CIA, FBI, um, you know, you got the DOD, Department of Homeland Security. You have so many different agencies right there, you know. Do you know uh, what I found interesting? What did you find? Let me hear. I was listening to, following along. So uh, the Shadow War, the documentary we're talking about. Uh, friends is from a, a a series called Timeline, and it's one I've been getting into a, a lot. I listen to a lot of things like this uh, when I'm doing work around the house or whatever. And I had come across one about Stalin. Okay. And this might not surprise you, but Stalin had multiple secret agencies like a CIA and FBI uh, that all ran completely independently. Mm-hmm. They all spied on each other. Right. Yeah. How he was able to repel the Nazis is nothing short of a miracle because they had their own fucking infighting. I yeah, mean, it's like, crazy when you think about it. Again, the propaganda part of this whole thing, Jay, like, you know, we hear about, you know, the stuff that happened in World War II where they would put out false stories of each other out there. You know what I mean? And that would sway people back and forth because that's what was written in the papers, you know? So the propaganda part of it was very uh, a prolific part of this. Um, a lot of people don't, I don't think, give it enough credence or, um, you know, importance to or influence that it had War. in World War II. I mean, I'm sure it had a lot. I think the Cold War started in, in during World War II. I mean, if you look at all this, all the espionage, all the things that everybody was doing, you look at all the weapons they were using, and you look just how it ended. You know, we had to drop the atomic bomb, and the Nazis got held up, and it just got spread too thin. Eventually, you have... You know Hitler and Eva Braun taking their own their own lives supposedly, uh, if you believe that shit. Argentina, um, my friend, Argentina, because that's probably where they went. Probably, <laughs> Pro- probably. Those fucking corpses uh, they found in that fucking cave was not. And that wasn't them. They, no, it's not, mean, it's not they, them. It's not them. They did a, a hair sample Ooh. on the Hitler body and came back to be a woman. Right. Exactly. Like a middle aged woman. No, that right. wasn't them. It's not him. He fucking fled. Everybody, I mean, it's so stupid. I mean, uh, yeah. If you, if you just do half an hour worth of research, you can figure all this shit out. It really, it doesn't take that time to kind of connect the dots. I mean, 
if you know, you we talk about Google local. where did Hitler go? Argentina is the first thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey, you know that is what it is. But it is what you, know, it is. No you know what? Another um, piece of information I kind of dig a little more digging in this whole thing about uh, things that were developed during the World War II. Okay, did you know this, Jay? I didn't know this, but I figured this out by doing some research. We developed the gay bomb. Did you know this? I mean, I'm not surprised. No, no, we actually developed something that was supposed to be um, that was supposedly changed people's uh, sexuality from, uh, you, know, you know, yeah, no, to be homosexuals. So they actually supposedly developed something called the gay bomb where, um, you know, if um, anybody inhaled any of the uh, contents of it, they would uh, have this issue. So, again, <laughs> so was it filled with like. I don't know. Ex- glitter. Levels? Glitter and fucking <laughs> share videos. Like, uh, I don't know. No, I don't know, what's, bro. <laughs> what's his name? Just would come out with the confetti and just be like, surprise, dear <laughs> bitches. Richard Simmons. You like dick. <laughs> Rip Torn. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Is that Rip Torn? I don't think Rip- it's Rip Torn. Yeah, Rip no, Torn. No, yeah. Rip Torn. No, no, no. The confetti. Rip Taylor. No, Rip Torn. Not no, Taylor. Rip- Rip now, Rip Taylor is the was the guy with the bucket full of sparkles. Rip Torn is the coach from um Dodgeball. He also was in Men in Black. Yeah, yeah, same guy. We're Rip, talking about the same guy. No, Rip Taylor is the one that would come out with he's the one I was thinking of that had like, oh, okay. had, like the bucket of right. like confetti right. and like just <laughs> those are your people anyway. Yes, you might be right. <laughs> Yes, all three of us are white. Yes, I'm glad you noticed. I love you, Jay. I've been getting a lot of sun. I, I I think I'm starting to be more like your people than my people. Oh, you are getting past me. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> uh, anyways, listen, I think this is a great ending to the episode there, Jay. I mean, mm-hmm. um, it was a great talk about World War II and some of the other aspects of what, you know, uh, influenced the war and and, uh, you know, things that we don't really talk about or really know about or that's really talked about in the history books, you know, stuff like this. I don't ever recall hearing about any of this shit in fucking high school. No. Any of this no, stuff. We were all we were no. all taught. Do you remember talking, stuff. hearing about this stuff here in high school, Jay? No, I heard none nothing about stuff, prophylactics right? in high school. Well, no. not for not for that particular. <clears throat> I mean, none of this stuff. So, again, you know, we are happy to kind of give you this information so you can, um, you know, learn about these things. A different way um and get more information about things that we thought we knew a lot about but we really didn't and again world war ii was a lot more complicated than what it was um than what most people think so a lot, a lot more heroes than than get recognition yeah There's a lot oh, more heroes that do not you know you talk about some of these oss people and i mean so yeah absolutely it, yeah. it was uh i'm glad i came across it i couldn't as soon as i watched it i was like the first thing i thought i was like i gotta, I gotta send this to will yeah, Will's got to see this shit because we'll yeah. get it. Like that's, the, I mean, the whole thing. Topics is Shadow War. I mean, come oh, on, I'm, I'm in. You say Shadow War, Spy Gadget, Shadow War. I'm in. Might as well say Transformers original 1985. Right. Might as well say Beer and Pussy. Like, all right, Just, back to back with the episode. I'm there. Got it. <laughs> I'm in. You don't. You don't I'm have. Sorry, to free pizza. Okay. Yeah, little Caesar's Yeah, pizza. that's it. All right. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, well, yeah, that's uh, that's a wrap for this week's episode. I appreciate that, Jay. Uh, but before we say goodnight, I'd like to, uh, of course, 
uh, bring up a little bit, uh, oh, a topic that we, uh, segment we always do. Yeah. What to watch. Well, that's kind of been a what to watch. What to watch, Jay. I mean, you, you got to give us a good what to watch before we, we say good night. I have, so, I have a really good what to watch. We got a really good what to watch. Uh, it's on Netflix. Oh. It is one of the newer Adam Sandler, David Spade movies. Mm. Um, Adam Sandler is finding his B-movie niche in Netflix. Uh, a couple of his movies that have come out recently have been fantastic. All of his last the- the- theatrical, why is that so hard to say? Theatrical releases theatrical. were shit, let's be real. Yeah. I mean, 50 First Dates was his last decent okay movie, and that's a total rom-com. Yeah. You have to go back to, like, Billy Madison. I think to get you have to go that far, really. We're going back to get to get yeah. stupid. Wow, Happy Gilmore, yeah, Longest Yard, yeah. Those have yeah. more of that. Longest Yard was a good one. I like the new one. That was I, I like that version of Longest Yard better than the original. The original was pretty fucking fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Either way, I'm getting off topic. So, new Adam Sandler movie out called Do Over, and it's kind of a. It's not a cop movie. But it's kind of a cop movie. It's kind of a buddy cop movie. Okay. That is all about taking down Big Pharma. Oh, really? Really? Wow. Really? And so, what are they? I was watching. Like they're doing this. Yeah. Like they're doing this. I'm right. gonna get out ahead of this. Yeah. And say that Adam Sandler and uh, David Spade did not kill themselves. <laughs> yeah, you would think that would happen pretty quickly after uh, oh, exposing good. Big Pharma. But uh, what did they focus on? Like, did they focus on like a drug or um, cancer kind of... on cancer research? Ah, yeah. Well, there you on that's a big cancer... That's a big to me, Jay. That's a big scandal, it's and it's big a one. big, big, it's a big one to me. Um, cancer is still on the rise. It's a con job right now, Jay. These places in these hundred percent. Oh, everybody gets so... cancer. <sighs> everybody gets cancer. Everybody's gonna have cancer. Everybody's yeah. gonna die of cancer. It's just a question of what, how, and when. And what they're doing is they're they're making us so full of fear that we're gonna need that. Not knock on wood. Now that you or I ever actually need those things, right? Um, but it's a total boondoggle. I mean, really, yeah. when you look at it. It's a money grab. You know, we're we're giving we're giving away this vac- vaccination for free, right? Because it's saving lives, bro. And not only that, there's if you, have you seen the news where like some of these states where they're like giving away like money, like I, there's even some states giving away weed, pre-rolled weed, and fucking uh, I think it was like Nevada or Colorado or wherever it was. I mean, it's just crazy that the, you know the 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 you know the extent that our been- our our state gives away um, free Sudafed. Zero. Nice pat in the ass and tell you to good you have a good day. That's what we get <laughs> the sunny state of South Florida. <laughs> yeah, we we get we get a sarcastic, yeah, because you need this. Right, exactly. Right. Have a good day and get the fuck out of here. Thank you, fuck you, bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, you gotta thank you. I just oh, gotta yeah. fuck you bye. Oh, you didn't get the thank you. Okay, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Well, listen, I also didn't actually get vaccinated, y'all. So that was <laughs> that was nothing but pure and sh- that was no, I haven't gotten vaccinated. Hey, yeah, hey, listen, I get it. I totally understand, hundred percent. I would if I could have done the same thing as you. I would have done the same thing as you, bro. I get it. I yeah. my, I work outside. 
I yeah, work yeah, yeah. I work with like five people at a time. So there you go. I'm not. Uh, if I go somewhere, I just put on a mask. Everybody go. around me now, including <laughs> the girl upstairs. Well, listen, I think that uh, brings us uh, to a close this week uh, for uh, Dark Friends Radio J. Um, again, I want to remind everybody how you can listen to the podcast. Make sure you just go to our website, darkfringeradio.com, and you can go right there, listen to the web, uh, to the episode on the website. Uh, and of course, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just uh, check us out, Dark Fridge Radio on YouTube. So make sure you subscribe and leave us a comment there as well. And of course, you can follow us on all the other social media uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Dark Fridge Radio. And that's it, uh, Jay, for this week for another edition and episode of Dark Fringe Radio. I want to uh, thank uh, everybody for uh, tuning in uh, for this week. And uh, we'll be back again for next week. We're uh, the race to 100, Jay. We're close. We're getting there. It's uh, We're going to do something. You got to do something big for 100. Yes, we're going to do something big for you guys for 100. So I have some ideas. We got to pass it to this guy. And uh, we got to do some uh, some uh, some scheduling. And we'll figure it out. So, uh, again, again, we would uh, like to uh, appreciate uh, you guys. And thank you for uh, tuning into another edition and episode of Dark Ridge Radio. We'll see you guys again next week. Thank you for listening to Dark Fringe Radio recorded in the Mephistopheles Studios. Any correspondence can be sent to thedarkfringe at gmail.com. Thank you again for listening. <laughs>